Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I am your host, Ed Cheney. I'm also here with my wonderful co-host and beautiful Kimberly Rose. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> yes, I do like making her chuckle in the morning, uh, especially on a Friday. we got a weekend ahead of us. Yay. It's always good to be nice to Kimberly. Yes. <laughs> uh, and she responds very well, by the way. Kimberly has a lot of knowledge as it relates to the different types of CBD products you might see on the shelf as a consumer. Now, these all came about for very specific reasons. There's lots of science on these different forms of CBD products on the shelf. So today, what we want to do is give you a little information about these three types. Now, you know, these three types are CBD isolate, CBD broad spectrum, CBD full spectrum. Those are the terminologies you will see if you're out in, uh, in the market as a consumer buying these products. Well, what we'd like to do is give you some education on exactly what does that mean to you. Uh, let's drop some science in there, and then let's look at what's happening today as well as what's happening tomorrow yeah. regarding this division of these products. You know, like why? why? Why did they divide them into these three products? I am positive you will enjoy this show, and we'll be able to look at it from both sides. You know, from the, the in the back, you know, looking into the science and the reasons, and Kimberly being able to share from the consumer perspectives and what each one of these products have uh, as by way of benefit to you. Yeah. In summary, that's our show today. And again, our design is, let's make you a CBD expert. Yeah, All yeah, right? definitely. I think that's what we, we started, uh, why we started this podcast is to get everybody educated on CBD. Yeah. And now, um, hopefully, these are the only three forms of CBD that will be popping up, but there are Who also- knows, right? Right, little offsprings <laughs> of all of that, all of those- uh, and, and listen, it is quite clear to me that they are driven by consumer demand. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I would say uh, for different reasons, mm -hmm. but Absolutely. yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, are we going to maybe tell everybody that we now have a CBD Ed Show on Facebook? So if you really mm -hmm. want to go over, that's where our live broadcast is now, right. and that's uh, you can we broadcast live on Facebook every Friday, yeah. and uh, we just have been doing it through the Canafil Facebook, and we decided why not make uh, this show its own Facebook. Yeah, I mean, it, and you can do both. It's convenient to go through your favorite podcast. Uh, platform, uh, but the reality is when you sign into the Facebook Live, well, you see all our antics at the beginning and during the breaks. You know, if we didn't get all our workouts in, you know, sometimes we're in here doing jumping jacks during the breaks. 
<laughs> Maybe it's cold in the studio, and we got a little bonfire over in the corner. Sure, sure. There's all kinds <laughs> of stuff going on. All right. Let, hey, quit goofing around. Okay, let's sorry. Get, let's get back to the topic. <laughs> all right. What are the versions? We talked about that. They are isolate, broad spectrum, full spectrum. Let's just have a, a brief understanding of what that means. When CBD first came out some seven years ago now, mm -hmm. it was almost all isolate products that were on the market. Yes. There were some who came right out of the gate, like Charlotte's Web, you know, right out of the gate with full spectrum. But most of the other who followed, and when the CBD market exploded, they only, they, they, they took all the out of the plant and took everything out of it except for the CBD molecule and hence called it CBD isolate. Now, yeah. that, so just, I kind of described what that is, but that is a CBD product to you that has no other cannabinoid in it. It doesn't have CBN, CBG, TC, nothing else in it. Just the CBD molecule by itself. Yes, it's what uh, uh, my customers say. I want pure CBD. And nothing else. Yes. All right. Then we move to the second group, second version, classification, however you would like to say it, called broad spectrum. Broad spectrum, uh, they have allowed all of the cannabinoids that the plant has to offer to stay in the mix and then and, and then filtered out any THC. Right. And you will commonly see these as broad spectrum with a little note after it saying THC free. Right. Now that's a true broad spectrum. Yes. Okay. Very good. And then you go to the last version, which is full spectrum. This one includes all cannabinoids that are available in that plant that can be extracted. Okay, so that includes CBD, CBG, CBN, THCV, THC, Delta 9. All of them are in there. Yes. All right. Now, let's also remind each other we are only talking about hemp-extracted uh, products thereby, regardless of which version they are, by federal law, the THC level cannot exceed 0.3%. We've talked about this in previous shows, even on the last show, 0.3%, you can consume the entire container of your CBD product and you cannot get high. 0.3% is nowhere near the 40% THC that's in a marijuana plant. Good? Right. All right. So just so there is clear, because we're going to move into a discussion about these individual cannabinoids, and we will include the conversation about THC. THC, am I correct? THC has lots of medicinal benefits to us as humans. Correct, Kim? Yes, definitely. Right. Yeah. We'll start off right there because then that'll go to, well, why'd they remove it? <laughs> well, <laughs> and there's actually three THC molecules okay. in the plant. Mm -hmm. So you have THCV as in Victor. And it's good for what? And that decreases your appetite. It reduces blood sugar. It reduces seizures. And it stimulates bone growth. Beautiful. Okay. So that's a nice one. Um, and I believe, I, I was listening to a previous podcast of yours, it is non-psychoactive. Okay. The THCV. THCV. 
All right. THCA, um, it also, well, it inhibits cancer growth. It's an anti-inflammatory. It reduces seizures also. Inhibits tumor cells. All right. So that, I'm not sure if that one's psychoactive or not, but um, it's in there and that's what it does for you. And then there's just plain old Delta 9, which is THC. And it's a pain reliever, increases appetite, relieves spasms, antioxidant, muscle relaxant, and reduces nausea. All right. And I think that's what it's most commonly used for, right, is the, the reducing of, of nausea during, like, a chemo patient. It really helps with that. Right. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you can see that uh, we started with that cannabinoid first. Just to demonstrate that from clinical research done recently and even clinical research done back as, long, as far as 15 years back, they have recognized the medicinal benefits of THC. Everyone's problem with THC is if you get too much, it has a psychoactive effect on you and you're stumbling around like a drunk. Yeah. All right. That's, but that is it. That is the end of that clinical viewpoint on THC. Mm-hmm. Now, consumers have another viewpoint. Consumers have a, a well, there's a stigma attached to THC. There's one of hippies in a van or, you know, seeing things that aren't there. Okay, so that stigma is separate from clinical observations of THC. That is that broad opinion that some of our older generations will have based on experience from past. Good? Right. All right, let's keep moving on. So we've talked about one cannabinoid. Let me... What they have done is they have taken over 110 cannabinoids found in that plant. Well, there's really only about 15 or so that have been studied. Right. And almost intently, intensively studied, too, some of these. And it's those 15 that are of interest. They really, there's not a whole lot of knowledge out there regarding the other 90 or so left. But I think those will land in our future discussions. I truly do. It seems, wouldn't I be correct, Kim? It seems like about every six to nine months, a new cannabinoid shows up and becomes a rock star for a little while. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, again, I don't know if these are more prominent in the plant and then that's why they're being studied. And those other guys are just like little tiny, like flying around. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Abundance was a key component to it. Correct. Being able to study the molecule still under, you know, this pack just just got deregulated. It's still cluttered with lots of patents. There's so many reasons why clinical studies have slowed, have been slow in the recent years. Right. So, but I know it's a march and they are marching in the direction to understand as many of these uh, minor cannabinoids as possible. So, so about about eight of these are called major cannabinoids. Major cannabinoids meaning they're in abundance, and the minor ones, uh, you know, actually not in abundance. Good. Right now, of the major right. cannabinoids, I'm just going li- to list them off real quick: are CBG, THCA, CBDA, uh, let's see, THCV, CBDV. 
those are what we consider the major cannabinoids. If you notice, we, and if I did say THC, I apologize, only THC, A, because THC, and I should get this off the table now, THC and CBD are not major cannabinoids the way these are, because the plant, it was engineered to have these eight cannabinoids present when it starts to grow. Like at birth. Yeah, like at birth. Way to go. Yeah. One of those I talked about is CBG. Yes. CBG is the cannabinoid responsible for synthesizing THC and CBD. As it matures, That's it correct. starts creating. It's an, it's an acid. When CBG is first born, it's an acid, and it is the reason the plant produces CBD and THC. Now think about the two versions of plants real quick. And the hemp plant, that CBGA was designed to make an abundance of CBD molecules right. and very few THC molecules. And the marijuana plant, just the opposite. That CBGA was designed to make an abundance of THC and very little CBD. Which okay. is why they call it the mother of cannabinoids. It is the mother <laughs> of cannabinoids. I did pay attention to your show. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so even that CBGA, when it makes CBD, it still only makes CBDA. It's through decarbolating, that, which is usually heat and time, is when it converts over to CBD. Same thing with THC. It, can do, it produces a THC delta 9. And then through carbolation it will, and heat, it will then move over to THC. Okay. Okay. So yes. there's a whole process there. Don't want to go into it in big details. But what I do want to talk about are some of these benefits. Okay. All right. We talked about benefits of THC. THC. Let's go to benefits of, of CBD, just CBD by itself. Well, CBD has an, uh, probably the most. The most, yes. Right. I it does agree. the most, which is probably why it's the most popular. So it reduces anxiety. We know that. It reduces spasms, uh, aids in sleep. Muscle relaxant, antioxidant, increases appetite, pain relief, reduces nausea, inhibits tumor cell growth, and inhibits cancer growth. So Beautiful. I don't know if those two are different, those last two. Yeah, they are, di they are different. Okay. One is about cell proliferation, and the other one is about decreasing the tumor size. Okay. So, yeah, definitely those two are very different and unique. Yeah. Uh, can we keep going? We got a lot to go. Yeah. How are about we... CBGA? CBG. I only have a CBG. So, CBG. for everybody that is watching us live, um, we have this chart. And we have it in the store in a giant poster, and we use it all day because we can't possibly remember what everybody does. But uh, so CBG inhibits cancer growth, anti-inflammatory, bone stimulant, lowers blood pressure, antibacterial, antifungal. Perfect. Let's go to CBC. Oh, I'm just going to keep my chart up in yeah. my hair. Antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, inhibits tumor cells promotes bone growth, inhibits cancer growth. Perfect. How about THCV? 
well, we did this one. Decreases oh, appetite, reduces right, blood sugar. <laughs> yep. How about then CBDV? CBDV. Um, okay, so that one I had to, that one my printer <laughs> cut yep. out on us. Yep. So this one um, again, doesn't cause any psychoactive effects. Well, I'm using my phone. They're not really telling me what thick leaves, high CBD, anti-nausea, mm -hmm. anti-convulsant. Um, that's really all, all I'm right. seeing. I got one more for you. Okay. CBC. 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 Did we uh, already do that one? Did we do CBN? We did CBC. Oh, we did CBC. Never mm -hmm. right. Is there a CBCV? No, I don't have... No, I have a CBGV. No, okay, good enough. No. Okay, so what we did is this went over all the major cannabinoids, tons of minor cannabinoids, but we wanted to share those first. And you can see all of them have medicinal properties. Uh -huh. THC really is the only one that has a limit on it because too much of it causes opposite reactions. Okay, so let me ask you this. In that show I was listening to you about... Yes. Uh, CBN. Yes. Um, it's out on the market as like the, a great sleep aid. Okay. But in that show, you said it also needed to have THC with it to make it a Cor true sleep aid. Correct. Correct. So it needed to have, it needed to be in what they call an entourage, uh, which is the THC working with the other cannabinoids uh, to make that actually play out. Okay. So by itself doesn't quite do it. So CBN doesn't all by itself. Right. And, okay. and this is probably also, you'll recognize, this might have been why uh, Charlotte's Web, when they first came out, had to do a full spectrum. Because when you listen to the benefits of THC, CBD, CBG, you would find that they all would come together much better to help that little girl through her seizures. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, it also seems to be very prevalent in sleep. Uh, again, you just have to monitor how much THC is in your mixture. Now, if you're getting your plant from uh, hemp extracted only, then the limits are already federally set at 0 0.03, so you really can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. Let's keep going. So some of the reasons uh, that we both know, and, and we looked up, but to be honest, we knew all of them, uh, for removing THC would be... The high, that's, that's probably the biggest, right? The stigma attached to the high. So we had a show, was it just last week? Yeah. Yeah, so let's just talk about our older generation. They don't want to get high. They could fall and break a hip. Well, yeah, okay. over, over. We'll call it the THC storm. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, their older generation out there that don't want their job to know they're taking THC. Sure. They don't want to get, they are very concerned about coming up positive on a drug test, regardless of what today's current uh, acceptance tolerance is with THC. You know, now that the hemp plant has been deregulated and has THC in it by nature. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, but we have a few out there that are health reasons why somebody cannot have THC. Now, I've not found a single health reason in my five years now 
with THC less than 0.03%. I've not found any clinical studies that said that low of amount of THC has an effect, but I am no physician. I'm just telling you I could not find one. Right. Now, when you start jumping above 1%, there could be relevant clinical issues uh, that one would want to abstain from THC, but again, I could not find anything. Right. Okay. Just wanted to share that. Uh, Pets. Pets, we know, have a low tolerance for THC, uh, but again, hemp being 0.03%, I heard both arguments, but I didn't see anything that was clinically demonstrated. I I saw some vets uh, talk about, uh, no, animals should not have any THC. And then I've had others going, no, uh, the full spectrum plant, as long as it's under 3%, 0.3% THC in it, shouldn't have any impact. Yes, I, I, I mean, I would always caution. It's not that you, the, you, you shouldn't use a full spectrum. You definitely can, and I do. Um, you, just, you just can't over, over stim- right. you overdo because the, the THC can affect them. It'll make them pant. Okay. And so you have some effect. You have mm-hmm. some personal knowledge there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally for for the listeners, I was really trying to go after the clinical studies. Yeah, and I, I just wanted to share with you all I heard were opinions. Right. But I mean, they were from legitimate, uh, legitimate people in the veterinarian field, but just nobody had any clinical studies to offer. Yeah. To, to reinforce their opinion. When it, uh, so, so other than those reasons, we really didn't have any other reason. Uh, I, when we looked and referred back to the bell curve study uh, that was done back in 2000, uh, it's just a long time ago now, 2012, I believe, yeah. 2014. Anyway, that study concluded that when all the cannabinoids are present, there is much more va- medicinal value in this plant. When you extract it, molecules out by themselves, uh, they were lightly impactful in the medicinal solutions. Yeah. Lightly, very well, lightly. As a matter of fact, so much so that the more you took, the less they were effective. Right. It's so it's the, it is that bell curve where right. you go up, 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 and then, yeah. Um, and you're also pulling so many other wonderful things out of the plant, uh, yeah. the terpenes. That are not even known yet. Omega. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many things in there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, so we, we dug in deep. We found out that there's lots of benefits to all these cannabinoids coming together. So then we looked at the stigma by itself, and we had to take a look at, well, where is, where, where is the market going? And we have players like DEA that are still going, oh, no, no, THC is our baby, and we're not letting go of it. Yeah. I, we own that puppy, and I don't care what FDA says. I don't care what USDA says. Uh, we own THC, and you, you general American public can't have it. Which is it's ridiculous. There's substance. I'm put you in jail. Right, but there's <laughs> there's so many other things they could be paying attention to. I mean, there are <laughs> drugs being made out uh, right now that are killing people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's my... Yeah, if I can get to my phone, I, I recorded a new pharma, uh, pharmaceutical. Uh, I was listening in my car. I was listening on the radio station. I can't remember what station it was, but anyway, I was listening to it. And this, this uh, 
prescription, this pharmaceutical, uh, they were advertising it of its benefits. I couldn't even tell you what its benefits are, and I have to go back to it. But when it listed the side effects, it mentioned death three times, oh. which, is, which is why I had to get this recorded. And by the way, we will have our own show about this oh. because I heard it. But when I thought about what I was listening to, I'm like, how many times have I heard that and never even thought? I'll say this again. It mentioned death three times. Wow. Three different things that were side effects that could end in death. Three times, folks. Anyway, so DEA does have other things they could go after. I was just talking about the stuff that's being made in like a trailer or or something, you know, those kind of (laughs) wonderful things. I I didn't know something that was actually prescribed (laughs) by a doctor. Well, yeah. So anyway, so I'm pretty sure that is their responsibility is to control these kind of things. Sure. It's listed. It was was listed as a controlled substance. In their mind, it still is. They're being responsible saying, hey, it's still a controlled substance. And to you guys pull it off of that list, we own it. Well, and I think, listen, I think as a community, we can do things to maybe uh, lessen that grip on THC. And that's because we're going out with a lot of recreational and medicinal marijuana right yeah. now, just be smart with your use and don't, you know, don't yeah. get in trouble. Keep it clean. Keep it <laughs> keep it good. Are you and, asking that the American public be responsible? And not, not overindulge. <laughs> I know that's our basic instinct. But if we do that, then, uh, you know, I, let's say a, a year from now, they're going to go, All well, right. this is boring. So, and, and you no? know, she was a mother. Uh, you can hear was it. was a you mother. I am it. still a mother. Well, I mean, you know, I get it now. But <laughs> clearly you can hear the maternal side coming well, out of her. I'm going I'm to offer an easier avenue, which is just become educated. Right. I understand it more, and that will lead to better decisions for, right. mo- for most. For and, most. And, okay. and again, you can have fun right. with it. You just... So let me finish yeah. uh, let me finish my thought process on where DEA stands, where the American public is looking at THC. They're still a little afraid of, you know, the big the big guy in the sky, the big DEA going, yeah, it's still a controlled substance. Where where FDA and USDA and the the uh, the agricultural farm bill, all those saying, not anymore. We've removed it. Yeah. The DA has the right to hold on, and they and they are now. So then you move that over to employers. Employers are still saying, you know, we can test for THC, but very few are because they're stuck. THC is on both lists, and if an employee loses their job because they were taking a legal product, right, with 0.03 percent but it just happens to show up on this test, well, that employer is now, now has a big exposure, a right. legal exposure, and it could be large, very large. You lose your job, lose your house, so forth and so on. Right. Anyway, so that is all up in the air right now, and DEA will be the one component that will solve it all because once they restructure how they view THC, the rest of the program should just fall right in place. There should be levels of THC monitoring, much like they do with alcohol. Hey, listen, welcome to have that glass of wine. You have three bottles, you better not get behind the car, or the steering wheel. Mm -hmm. You better not be, you know, in one of those safety jobs, like, you know, driving a bus. 
and so forth. So that's where it's going to land. It's just taking some time. Right. Lots of little things that are all up in up in the way. I don't know. You know, maybe this election was part of the delays. But you see that stuff just keeps coming up. Yeah. All right. What's important and what's not. At the end of the day, if you want my opinion, this plant is going to make it. It's going to come out. It's going to go full, full cycle. Uh, it will become medicinal. Marijuana will become recreational. And it will be managed uh, and it will likely be managed well. How long is it going to take? Five, ten years. That's my guess. All right. I think it's time for us to take a break. Let's take a break. We're going to kind of regroup so we can stay off the drama of politics. And we're going to go back to understanding these three versions of the CBD products you're seeing on your shelf. So, folks, stay tuned. We will be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back are you finding your frequency it can be described as that space between failure and success it's the future of digital media it's finding your voice it's engaging topics content and ideas jeff and ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects it's about making the mistakes taking the chances summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back, listeners. Here's our drama pact discussion on isolate broad spectrum or full spectrum yeah no well, listen it's only drama pack because we're making it that way oh well right yeah i honestly it's it's all good i always tell my customers yeah if you just want the isolate i i have good quality isolate here for yeah. you 
It's not, it's not, it's not that you're doing anything wrong. It's not you're missing out, although you kind of are, but <laughs> it's okay because you'll be back and we'll discuss another day what might be a little bit more yeah. helpful for you. Yeah. And, and, and I think you're gathering that the opinion of both Kimberly and I is the whole plan has the best value, uh, but we try not to allow that to come out too much, uh, but it's hard not to because we are aware of all the clinical studies. We are aware that, you know, 90% of all clinical studies are all done with the entire plant, THC included. Uh, they'll choose the hemp version because they certainly can't have their patients falling all over the ground because of excessive amounts of THC, uh, that molecule being psychoactive in, uh, in, in abundance. Irregardless, that all, I mean, 90% or, or even more are just all cannabinoids. So it's really, uh, we try to give a good perspective across the board, but the reality is it's really weighted from a, from a scientific place. It's really weighted to full spectrum. Mm -hmm. And anyone can go to responsible clinical sites and find their same conclusion. And so it, it really isn't just ours. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about current regulations because I think that will help everybody. Uh, we've talked about in the past, so CBD, irregardless of full spectrum, broad spectrum, or isolate, has been deemed federally legal, thereby travel uh, is okay, uh, you know, on airplanes it's okay, uh, in your possession it is okay, so forth and so on. So um, let me just uh, take care of something. The other current regulations that I want to talk about today is interesting that that the USDA just recently released one of its final rulings that becomes effective, by the way, March 22nd mm -hmm. of this year. Uh, producers of hemp crops were usually held by this 0.3% THC. And if their THC level went above that, you know, they had to do something with that crop, like throw it away. Yeah, no, I, I was just reading an article on this that um, many crops had to be reburned and, right. and destroyed because right. they went over the right. 0.3 right. limit. And wow, what a waste. Very difficult for the farmers. It was extremely difficult to manage this. So effective 22nd of March, that percentage amount moved to 1%. Good. So from a 0.3 to 1, so almost tripled that amount. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was an incredible move on the USDA. Yeah, I think, it, well, obviously it gives them a little leeway. And from what um, I was gathering from your uh, the, the cannabinoid podcast that you did was that you, uh, it, basically as a farmer, you have a certain time where you have to pull the crop, right, before right. the THC starts growing. I mean, it's still the hemp plant, so it's not going to go out of control, but right. it, it can go, it goes over that point. Oh, three. You would be correct, yes. There is, there is some time constraints in there that both the farmers know. Uh, and, and as a matter of fact, this regulation also even played uh, into extending some of their 
some of their time related to that. Okay. Yeah. So harvest window, um, used to, you couldn't extend it past 15 days uh, relevant to it. And now they've moved it up to 30 days. So they've doubled that as well. Okay, good. Now, so that was, that was nice. That was, that was a good, that was a good move in the CBD space. I had nothing to do with the marijuana space, only in the CBD space. Yeah, it's just, it's so, it's got to be, well, obviously, extremely disheartening to a, a farmer. Well, how much effort are you going to be putting in to ensuring that the valuable cannabinoids that we want for medicinal reasons is the best? Right. No, your, your efforts are all about stopping the THC from going above 0.03%. And that's where all your efforts were going. That didn't have, had no value to us whatsoever. Right. So this, I think, frees up a lot of their time and resources and intellectual thinking mm -hmm. to instead get better performance out of those cannabinoids that have medicinal values back to us. Yeah. Uh, who are some of the players uh, in federal and, and local regulations? Well, you got FDA. FDA has started to, imp to put out their regulations. Uh, they're going to start with manufacturers, them setting up compliant manufacturer spaces. Uh, they've already started with testing. They have gone to the testing centers and now have enforced, or those are now uh, requirements that are enforceable at the testing centers. I would imagine one of their next steps is going to be to come to the manufacturers and put in requirements for what the testing should be and what the cycle they should be on. Yeah, we should probably get her back in from Desert Valley and see. Because she said October, all things, the whole lab was changing yep. and the restrictions yep. were more. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, hey, with uh, so we're in Arizona, uh, the third-party lab test that we absolutely admire the most uh, and that Canophil uses exclusively uh, is Desert Valley Testing Center here in Phoenix, Arizona. Well, my guess is they are one of the best, so as soon as it became recreational here in Arizona, yeah. I don't dare call any of them because I'm pretty sure they're all pulling their hair out and right about now. Yeah, everybody's pretty crazy <laughs> for at least a good six months, I would say. So FDA kudos. I think they're doing a grand job trying to tee all this up correctly in the midst of all the chaos. Yeah. Uh, then we have USDA. They're in charge of the farming, and I think they are doing a good job. They, they, they set for themselves, we're going to take an entire year, and we're going to watch this process play out. And in that, they have made a couple of, adjust, of adjustments. And again, I give them lots of kudos. Mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, local. Local is a mixed bag. So local includes state and county officials. And they can pretty much take guidance from federal, but can still invoke their own policies. Uh, for instance, I'm pretty sure there's still a state or two out there that says no. No, no to CBD. No to CBD unless it's medicinal. Yeah. There's still a state or two out there that says no to medical marijuana. Uh, there are plenty of states out there that haven't quite gone to recreational yet. Yes. But that number is getting smaller and smaller as well. Right. Uh, so, so with the current regulations and all these players moving their, play, their pieces around the board, it's, it definitely is 
quite understandable why a concern about THC and popping up on a THC drug screening is still out there. Oh, yeah. No, it is still it's definitely still real, out there. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say, like like we've talked about before, not so much with the young. Well, but this <laughs> is where I'm seeing uh, it's yes. changing my mind. So I had two employees come in. Uh, both of them were in their 20s. And from both of them, I heard the exact same thing. It was like, I, no, I am concerned about getting drug tested. One of them was still doing uh, post-grad schooling, and it was being funded. And if a THC positive test, her funding would get withdrawn. Oh. I'm like, well, isn't that interesting? And how does that, what? Uh, all right, okay. Uh, and then the other one was a, uh, 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 a stewardess on an airplane. Ah, yes. Flight attendant. Uh, same thing. So, and I believe that's one of those positions where, you know, it's a safety, you know, high, high safety requirements like bus driving and such as that. Uh, so, both of these girls are young. Both of them confidently. They didn't say, well, maybe they were going to. No, they said, we're, we're, we're scared. We're not going to do it, period. Yeah. All right. So, we got a young generation that is still being pressured. But by yes, right. by certain things. Well, point three percent will never alter anybody's uh, ability to do their job, but yet they would lose their job if and point three a point three percent THC and a hemp plant. You know, it can be tested in some people. Mm-hmm. It can show up. I mean, it really be te- what it. What are the things that that uh, would adjust that your metabolism? Your body fat percentage? Well, we know that that's where THC lives, yeah. is in your body fat. Right. And it will, and it doesn't live there, but it gets stored there. Right. And it can it can stay there for quite some time. Yeah. Um, but my understanding was that on a full spectrum, say you're taking a full spectrum, you go and get a test. It's going to show up positive. Well, see, I guess that's the deal. The amount is going to be very low. As opposed to if you were doing a, like a, a true marijuana plant, uh, uh, you know, if you were doing THC, if you yeah. were doing recreational or medicinal, it's right. going to be your volume is going to be much higher. But most tests are just, is it there or not? It right. doesn't matter about how much is in there or if you're under the influence right. of it or any of that. It's just, it's in your body. But I bet you, you're on to something. I bet the more sophisticated employers and i.e. government likely then has a method to monitoring level. Well, that's what... As opposed what, to a yes or a no. Yeah, I mean, that would that would make the most sense right. with CBD being legal. And we know that, um, like, professional sports, those organizations can tell if you're mm-hmm. doing, you know, large amounts or small amounts or... The, so, I mean... The, I don't know what yeah. that test costs for an employer. Is it that much more significant that yeah. you you just want to know is it in his bo- is it in the body or not? Yeah. And, and and again, I have an opinion based on everything I've been exposed to over the last six months. And this is my opinion. I'll be okay with me just sharing it that way. Uh, I got no data to back it up. But here are the things I do know. DEA could rule to remove THC from the Controlled Substance Act tomorrow. Literally could move it to tomorrow. I make that change tomorrow. Sure. There's nothing other than they're just kind of setting back 
and waiting, FDA, DEA, those two are just kind of waiting on each other, mm -hmm. uh, one move at a time kind of thing. So it could literally happen tomorrow. And if it does happen tomorrow, think about it in your head. All those jobs that said, and all the, the college funding, all, all that stuff that is, oh, by the way, if you pop positive on THC, you're no longer, what happens to them? It all goes away, doesn't it? Or if they do, they're not in some tor some form of civil violation unless they reword why they're doing it. Well, I, okay, so even if DEA legalized it as you an employer. You it off the drug. Right. 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 As an employer, though, do you still have the option to say, no, you, we don't allow this. Sure, sure. Unless I come back to you and go, well, my health is, and you've prevented me from, thereby I'm going to, oh, I, I'm an employer. I understand how this yes. could be extremely dangerous, very dangerous. But anyway, let's keep going with this. If So let's get it away from FDA. Uh, I'm sorry, let's get away from DEA. Uh, the science just keeps mounting that this plant has so many medicinal values that the consumer is the one that rises up and says, no more. Employer, right. you're not going to do this to me anymore, mm -hmm. right? Those, that's a possibility too. Just kind of wanted to bring this to the table. There's a third, I hate talking about this, but it is real pharmaceutical gets a hold of this and and they already have when they start synthetically generating THC, CBD, CBN, so forth. Mm -hmm. Well, they're the ones, you know, providing millions and millions of campaign dollars. Right. To all of these big players. All right, they'll turn the tide. Yeah, I mean, okay. I, it, I guess we just have to keep waiting. I know, uh, it, right, you know, right. we keep thinking, okay, this is going to be the year. This is going to be the year. Mm -hmm. And how long have we've been doing this for? What five years oh, now? Yeah, five years. Five, so, yeah. and we're we're in the full spectrum world, which um, is becoming more acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so, I think yes, I I want to say the public will will do do its diligence. Yeah. Well, and so, and that kind of leads to why, why today, why this subject today, because we feel this is going to turn very quickly. And we feel all those who have that, that same response, uh, oh, THC, oh, that's going to, or uh, I'm going to get tested, or right, I'm going to lose my, all those conversations, they're very strongly positioned Yes, and when that gets released, where where will you be then? So are you? Are, so this might be a time to become educated. I think not not to make any decisions, but at least become educated. Right. I don't want to be the last person on the bus. Yeah, Somewhere in the middle's not bad. Well, and in your cannabinoid, <laughs> uh, I know I, I know you guys. I keep going back to this, but I had to listen to this whole show. Uh, several times anyway uh you made the prediction that isolates are just going to disappear because yeah. they won't they're just they're not, not going to be right unless they're for a specific like a seizure yeah but 
THC's seizure is uh, how many how many yeah. showed up on your list? But I, I hear you. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. I didn't mean to and some PTSD. Um, oh my God! No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to interrupt <laughs> you again. <laughs> some PTSD people, and some people just have a reaction to THC, even a yeah. small amount. Yes. So there is still going to be. I mean, we're not saying that full spectrum is yeah. on, the only thing you're going to get someday. I believe a broad and a full can can stay on the shelves. Yeah, those two likely will, but I have a feeling they may take on, I, I don't think there'll be a division anymore. There might be then levels of THC. Okay. In other words, for those of you who are impacted by that molecule, I don't think you'd be impacted if it was, let's go all the way down to 0.01. Yeah. But if clinical says that having that molecule present helps the other molecules do their job, then a 0.1% may even be beneficial for those that you're speaking of that just don't want it at all. So I would, again, predict that there's not going to be isolate, broad spectrum, full spectrum, that there will be a cannabinoid therapy, and they might be ratios that you would understand and recognize. Sure. Right. Kind of like the marijuana side where you have to under, yeah, you have point. to understand Yeah, what am I getting? What works for you and I always tell my customers when yeah. they come in this yeah. is the time you have to figure out what works for you. Yeah. Where, and, and did you notice that uh, I threw in a term uh, that the audience is likely unfamiliar with but will likely become very familiar with. I missed it. Cannabinoids. Oh, yes. Cannabinoid therapy is different. So we have learned about the molecule CBD, but just the major cannabinoids that we talked about today, mm -hmm. there was eight of them, and they're major, and they had all kinds of medicinal values to them. And there's still another 90 or so that we're unsure of. Yes. So why name the entire beneficial product, CBD. That's only one molecule. Right. So cannabinoid represents all of them. I didn't know if you picked up on that. Yes. I have a feeling that's where the market's going to finally settle down at. Right. Yes, that is, that, is, um, that is a very smart term, and it is what is actually the product is, is the cannabinoids, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which cannabinoid would you like? <laughs> well, I'm going to take the CBD today, or I'm going to take all of them, right. or, right, right. I yeah. get you. Yeah, so that, I believe, is going to start taking some traction, but then if you go to business, business wants to take the easiest path, and it is the fact that CBD is what the market, it, the, the term CBD has already been established in the market. And for many reasons, A, you know, we don't have to worry about THC, that you, there's no worry there. You can't, it's turned into a powder. It's, it's, it's broken down so far away from the plant that it's a powder. Yeah. And so you can put it in lotion, you can put it in water, you can put it in, I mean, you can put it in anything. It's, it's the easiest to use with the least amount of resistance from the population. Whoa, good point. I like that. So you, that would that sounds exactly accurate. Right. And because the full spectrum mm -hmm. is the whole plant, you're still keeping the plant intact. You can't break it down to a powder, right? Can you nope, break a full spectrum down that far? Nope. No. They encapsulate no. 
So they do things so that it has some feel and look of a powder uh, through encapsulating the molecules, but it's still not the same. Okay. And how do they do that? Do they take them all and oh separate them and then bring whole, them all back? That's, all, that's, <laughs> a, that's a whole process that for me to say it in a way that I could even understand it well enough to communicate is an entire show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I not think perfected yet either. Some of the some of the interesting things, and and we've talked we talked about CBN. That's a, a big one that's hit the market lately, and it um, you know the, everybody says it's for sleep, it's for sleep, it's for sleep, but we now know that you need THC with the CBN to get that good night's sleep. Yeah. 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 There. Again, the, all the all the clinical studies go in this direction. There's a lot of fear out there still, and once all that goes away, I think the the opportunity for clinical to step up and do a better job than they are right now, uh, that's when you're really going to see it. Yeah. Uh, I think when the limitations are removed, limitations, the two biggest limitations I am currently aware of is DEA still classifying one of those major cannabinoids, THC, on the drug schedule list. And the other limitation is all the patents that have been filed for all the different types of cannabinoids within all the different phytocannabinoids, meaning cannabinoids found in plants. Uh, You know, so every time a, a clinical study wants to be performed, you know, they might be halted pretty quick because there's a patent. Yeah. Yeah. So stop or you're infringing and then we're going to and yada, yada, yada. Right, right. So let's talk about this last piece that I had already uh, discussed once, uh, and that is the future of cannabinoids. So we talked about synthetic. Mm -hmm. That means big pharma getting a hold of it and synthetically making it. You and I know that that does not create homeostasis in your body. The body doesn't really know what that is, so it just treats that one problem and throws the system off. Unless they can figure out how to master that, I'm not saying they can't. Uh, I don't see any signs yet. But the other one is I have a feeling that this is going to be such a beneficial element, compound, for the human race that it could absolutely end up as a food additive Oh, I see that. That that's definitely something that I see as a future because it is so good for the body. On a daily basis, it's great for the body. So I, yeah. I see that definitely. Yeah. Well, hey, I think it's coming and we're going to let you know when it starts showing up. But anyway, for this, we've got to wrap this show up. I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, I know stay connected with us. Feel free to ask us any questions you would like uh, on our info at Kennefield.com. So, this is Ed. And this is Kim. Working tirelessly to improve your CBD IQ. Hey, now, welcome to the future of health and wellness. Are we going to say canorific? Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.